do that unto the Lord for just another moment. God, you're wonderful. Oh, you're wonderful, Jesus. Come on, lift up your voice tonight. Give God the praise he deserves. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Praise God. If you have your Bibles tonight, I'd like to turn your attention to Luke 137. Praise God. We're talking about faith tonight. God is so good. You know, if we get behind our pastor tonight, not only was he saying good, but if we just line up with our pastor tonight, get under his authority, get under his, his direction, if, if we get our minds in line with him, God is going to perform miracles here tonight. Amen. Come on, if you believe it, if you get behind it, if you get, get behind the man of God that's in our life, God will move. Amen. Praise God. Would you lift up another praise right now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just take another moment. Let's give God more praise than that. Hallelujah. Oh, you're wonderful, Jesus. Praise you, mighty God. Praise you, mighty God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Luke 137 says, For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Would you say that with me? For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Hallelujah. We're talking about faith tonight. I know I keep saying that, but, but we're talking about faith tonight. We can build our faith tonight, amen. Just like Pastor said, it's right there. You can reach out and grab it. If you grab a hold of it, God will move tonight, amen. Would you put your Bibles down? Would you just lift your hands in praise and worship? God, we bless you tonight. We bless your holy name. Lord, I pray somebody gets a hold of this message tonight, Jesus. I pray somebody reaches out and grabs that faith. Hallelujah. God, we know that you are willing. We know that you are able. I pray that you open up our minds right now in the name of Jesus. Open up our understanding to this word, God. I bind every spirit of doubt in the name of Jesus. I bind every spirit that's coming against your people right now in the name of Jesus. We give you all praise. We give you all glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Pastor mentioned earlier this month, James 2.26, for as, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Faith requires action. Amen. In order to exercise faith, action must be taken. I'm hoping we can take that action tonight, amen. I'm hoping we can take what we've been talking about for the last month and a half and we can start putting steps in order. We can put, start, make, start making steps in action, amen. Praise God. If you haven't noticed tonight, you can receive your healing tonight. Whatever it is, you can receive strength in your body tonight, amen. You, pain, pain can leave your body. Pain that you've been dealing with for years can leave your body tonight. Amen. We're talking about faith. Faith in God. Hallelujah. All doubt can be removed from your mind tonight. Things that are holding your heart captive can be removed from your heart tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Matthew 21, 21 through 22 says, Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, if ye have faith, that two-letter word right there, if, 
It may be small, but it is very large in the Bible. Amen. If ye have faith and doubt not, you shall not only sit due to this, excuse me, do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. Amen. All things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. Hallelujah. When James said, show me your faith without your works, and I'll show you my faith by my works, I believe he was saying, you say you believe, but your action says otherwise. I'll show you I believe by my faith and by stepping out into the extraordinary. Amen. Peter, when he was in a storm that was bound to kill him, he was afraid of his life. He stepped out of a boat, and he walked onto the water. Praise God. Jesus wants us to get out of our boat. Jesus wants to step out of the extraordinary, amen. You start walking in faith tonight, things are going to move in your life, amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Paul and Silas danced in a jail cell because they knew God was going to deliver them out of prison. Men have been in prison cells. Praise God. Men have been in prison cells, and they've prayed to God, believing his power and have been delivered from spirits controlling their lives. Amen. Things that have been gripped, that have had a grip over their lives for years and years, their entire life, men have been delivered in jail cells. They are bound. They are, they are behind bars, and, and they can still be delivered. Why? Because my God has no limits. My God can reach you wherever you are. If God can reach a man in his jail cell, he can reach you tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. The things that are coming against your walk with God may seem big, but my God is bigger. Amen. Come on, somebody. Come on. I'm trying to reach you tonight. Things that have come against your faith and will try and instill doubt in your mind. They're, yes, they're aggressive. Yes, they're attacking you. When it seems like it's too much for a man to handle. Yes, it may be too much for a man to handle. But praise God. Luke 18.27 says, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Hallelujah. Would you just take another moment? Will you just give God praise right now? Come on. I, I need somebody to get with me tonight. I need somebody to understand faith is right here. We can reach out and grab it. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want you to know God is still in the delivering business. Amen. Malachi 3.6 says, For I am the Lord, and I change not. Things that God did in the Old Testament, the New Testament, things that God did for you 10 years ago, God can do for you tonight. Amen. God has delivered many from addictions like alcohol, cigarettes, drugs, pornography. God can still do that tonight. Amen. God has delivered many from pain in their back, their neck, their joints. God can still do that for you tonight. Amen. God has healed cancer. God has healed cancer for people in this church. God has removed tumors from people's bodies in this church here, people in this congregation. God can still do it tonight for you, amen? Whatever it is, God can still do it for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just like Jesus healing blind Bartimaeus or the sick of the palsy, Jesus can heal you tonight. It just takes a little bit of faith. Jesus said it just takes a little bit of faith and no doubt. Praise God. If you feel like you're doubting tonight, if there's something 
grasping your mind, coming against the very thoughts of your mind. I've got good news for you. I want to remind you what Hebrews 11.11 says. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age. Why? Because she judged him, God, faithful, who had promised. Sarah herself received strength and was delivered because she judged him faithful, who promised. It, it's, not, it's not always what we're capable of, amen? In fact, it's not at all what we're capable of. Because we serve a God who can deliver. Because we serve a God who is faithful, amen? It's because of who we serve. It's because Jesus Christ and him crucified. It's what gives us access to this power. It gives us access to the faith that we can have, that God can set us free, amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Maybe you're still doubting tonight. Maybe, maybe your doubt stems from feelings of guilt and bitterness toward yourself. I want you to know God not only heals the physical, but the spiritual as well. Amen. God can heal your heart physically, and he can heal your heart emotionally. Whatever is hurting you, whether it's self-inflicted or somebody else did it to you, my God can heal it. Amen. My God can deliver it. Amen. Hallelujah. Matthew 15, 22 says that we have a woman who is at a distance crying to Jesus, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. Verse 25, Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. The closer you are to Jesus the better results you'll have. Amen. Here we have this woman. She's crying out. She has to lift her voice so loud that the Bible says she's crying. She's trying to get God's attention, but she's too far away. She has to cry out. I'm not saying that we can't cry out to get God's attention, but the Bible says that she's crying, and Jesus answered her not a word. Verse 25 says, Then she came and worshipped him and said, Lord, help me. This is when he answered her. Yes, it might have been negative right here, but she still came. She still came into the presence of God, and she still called upon him. Amen. Verse 27, and she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. If you have faith tonight, amen, God can still look down at you and say, Great is your faith. He can look down at you in your situation. It doesn't matter what other people think of you. It doesn't matter if people think you're a dog. It doesn't matter how you feel about yourself. If you have faith tonight, amen. If you have faith tonight, and no doubt, my God can deliver you tonight. My, my God can deliver vexed devils from your life, amen. Praise God. For the play, I'm almost finished. There is a man who is sick of the palsy. And his four friends lowered him into a house where Jesus was teaching. They pulled the roof off of the house and lowered him down. Mark 2.5 says, when Jesus saw their faith, again, we're talking about faith tonight. 
we're talking about exercising faith tonight. Not, not just holding it in, but letting it out. Amen. Stepping into that faith, putting action to where words are, putting action to faith. Amen. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. If you feel like sin is bound in your life, if you feel like condemnation is holding you captive tonight, Jesus saw their faith. Jesus saw their action. They said, whatever I've got to do, I've got to get closer to Jesus. His response is, when he saw their faith, thy sins be forgiven thee. Praise God. Some men didn't like the fact that Jesus said that to this man. They, they wondered in their minds, how, how is Jesus saying this? How does he have the power? They just didn't know. Verse 8, and immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they were so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, why reason ye these things in your hearts? Whether is it easier to say to the sick of the palsy, thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, arise and take up thy bed and walk? but that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Praise God. He saith to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, arise and take up thy bed and go on thy way into thine house. And immediately, immediately, praise God, immediately. You can get your immediately tonight, amen. You get into the presence of God. It just takes a moment. It just takes a little bit of faith. You can have your immediately tonight. Hallelujah. And immediately he arose, took up his bed, and went forth from them all. You may feel like sin is bound in your life. You may, you may feel like you just can't get over that, that one thing that's in your life. You feel like you, you, you just, you've tried so many times, but it's pointless. But I want to tell you tonight, the answer is always the same. If you get into the presence of God, amen, God will see your faith. Yes, you may be feeling like a, like a pile of dirt, but I'm telling you, if you step out in faith tonight, I said if you step out in faith tonight, come on, somebody. God will see your action. God will see your faith. Praise God. And he will look down upon you. And we know that God is rich in mercy. Hallelujah. God is rich in mercy tonight. You can receive your mercy tonight. Amen. You can receive your healing tonight. Praise God. Would you stand with me? Would you lift your hands? Would you lift your voices unto God and just thank him for a minute? minute. Give him praise for just a minute. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You can be seated. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Brother Walter. Reading from the book of Hebrews, you don't have to stand. Verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I heard it said that faith, it doesn't make things easier, it just makes them possible. Matter of fact, the more impossible it is, the more faith is easy to tell when it's operating. I'd like to just for a short time talk about the substance of faith. Webster's tells us that substance in its definition says it's the essence of 
or the essential nature of or the reality of. The CEB tells us in Hebrews 11.1 1, that faith is the reality of what we hope for. The proof of what we don't see. Webster also says that substance is a fundamental, is fundamentally or characteristic part or a manifestation of or a surety of something. Substance is something. An easy way to say it for me. In the CEV, it tells us faith makes us sure of what we hope for and gives us proof of what we cannot see. No, anonymously, someone wrote, faith is like Wi-Fi. It's invisible, but it has the power to connect you and I to whatever we need. You can't see it, you can't touch it, but it's powerful. I believe it was Corey Ten Boom said that faith is like radar. They call it now when you're flying, they call it IFR, right? Instrument flying. Faith is like flying without instruments. It's like walking and not being able to see where your feet are going to touch the ground. I think sometimes, Pastor Herring, we put faith so far up on a pedestal that we, re- we think that we're not walking in faith, that we're not have faith, we don't possess faith. When many times we're walking in faith, we're possessing faith, we're not where we need to be. Part of Webster's Dictionary tells us that faith is a substance, that it has a practical importance. It has a meaning or a usefulness. Can I get an amen? Faith is important. Faith is like a composition. It's a result of combining ingredients and different things and making something that matters. Other sentiments for this, faith or substance is like his existence. It's like an essence. It's like a commodity. It's like even assurance or a guarantee. That's what, that's what substance is. Talking about the substance of our faith. The Amplified and the ASV both tell us now faith is the assurance of. The Amplified goes on to tell us it's the confirmation or the title deed. You may think you own that house, but until you got a deed, you don't own nothing. Faith is like a deed. It's of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality. The substance of faith. Jesus said to his disciples, O ye of little faith. Matthew 6, verse 30. They had some. Just not very much, according to Jesus. Anyone else feel like you might fit into that scenario? Amen. It does. You have faith, but just a little. 
We know we have a little because at least a little because Romans, Paul said to the church there, 12 and 3, that everyone's been given a measure of faith. Well, I don't have any faith. Yes, you do. Because God gave it to you. He gave you a measure. He's dealt to everyone a measure. The Amplified tells us in that same verse that God hath apportioned a degree of. The CEB says, God has measured out a portion of faith to each of you. I only have a little. Well, the thing about faith, Luke chapter 17, Jesus is talking to the disciples about the importance of not being offended and learning how to forgive. And then he tells them, or as he's telling them that, they say back to him, Brother Colin, verse 5 of 17, Lord, increase our faith. So here we have, all of a sudden, the substance of faith is now something that they need to do. It's like you're talking about, Brother Walter. You need to learn how to forgive people. You need to learn how to not be offended so easily. Can I get an amen? My goodness. He said, verse 6, he said, If ye had faith as a grain of a mustard seed. He's not saying that you don't have faith. He said, if your faith was like, or as of, a grain of mustard seed, then it would be alive. Then it would be living. Then it would be growing. Brother Larry, it would be something that is not going to stay in its same state means it's not designed to be small for very long. Its design is to germinate and to begin to grow and to begin to take root and to get taller and get stronger and begin to reach out further. That's the substance of faith. Learning how to live and grow that substance Learning that others' needs are more important than my own need. That's a substance of faith. James 2 verse 16, already been talked about. That he said, be warmed and filled. They didn't really talk about this. It's talking about the individual that just says, be ye warmed and filled. And goes on his way. I'm paraphrasing. But has the means to warm them and fill them. Put action. What's it profit? Well, it doesn't profit anything if all I do is just say, be warmed and filled when I have the means to warm someone and fill someone. Verse 17 and 18, it even carries on there. Even so, faith, if it hath not works, it's dead, being alone. Thou hast faith, or you have substance, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show you my faith, my substance, by my works, you'll see my faith. You won't just hear it. Jesus talked about the Pharisees, how they just gave him lip service. He said, you honoreth me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. That's not faith at all. It already has been quoted tonight, Matthew 21, 21, the fig tree. 
It says, if you've got faith or you have substance, you can not only do what I did with the fig tree, Jesus said, you can do greater than that. That's what he said to you and I, to disciples. In Mark 11, 22, 23, 24, goes on, have faith in God, verse 22, and whosoever shall say, unto this mountain be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. It's not someone just quoting words and just saying statements, but people that are putting action to their words. Another anonymous several quote says, let your faith be bigger than your fear. Another one I read, I like this one. He says, feed your faith and your fear will starve. Fear, doubt, unbelief. Constantly they knock on the child of God's door. They knock on our door. If you, if you don't, you're not willing to be honest enough to say that you get those calls in the middle of the night. You hear that voice that says, doubt, it ain't going to happen. I'll never forget, Pastor Herring, we went to Bernie Moffat's hospital room. And we got that call, just come say your last rites for him. He took a horrible fall and he was lying there and he's just going to die. And we walked in there and I couldn't even imagine as you're watching those, cart, those heart monitors and those things and all the beeping and it's all going, doubt, unbelief, fear, run, hide, going to die, going to die, you're embarrassing. But somewhere inside it was like, I don't even know the man. But I knew God was big enough. And if you've been here long enough, you remember Bernie Moffat. You saw the miracle hand of God working. It's not name it, claim it. It really is not, church. But it's about walking it and living it. The writer said, walk by faith means let your walk have substance. And as new babes in Christ, sometimes we got to learn how to stand. I got a couple grandbabies are all just starting in their walking phase. And so I just, you know, first of all, they're hanging on. And then they get a little brave and they let go. And they fall backwards. As children of God, we begin to do the same thing. Sometimes we just, we got to learn how to stand up. And then we got to learn how to get our balance. And, and then after we get our balance, we say, you know what? It's a whole lot faster walking over there than shuffling. Than, than crawling. Babies first begin to crawl. I don't know if y'all yours did it. My kids were all backwards. They went backwards. They crawled backwards. I'm not joking. They went backwards. Not even. So sometimes we just have to learn these things. And as we begin to learn these things, we're growing. And we're beginning to establish substance. You can't have substance if all you do is go to church once a month. You can't have substance and walk by faith if you read your Bible only on Sunday before the preacher takes the pulpit. Where am I going to read today? Oh, that's a powerful verse. 
Man, I'm full. Shallow. You'll fall for anything. I'll fall for that. I'll have no substance. I'll have no faith. Faith is not, I can, but faith and the substance of it is, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Philippians 4.13 You know, your faith can move a mountain and your doubt can create them. Whether you're the Canaanite woman has already been mentioned or the centurion soldier, your faith can have substance. It's what caused Jesus to marvel. He took notice of it. He said, great is your faith to the Canaanite woman. And he said to the centurion man, he has great faith. He's never seen anything like it. Centurion he had great faith, I believe, because he understood authority. And I believe the Canaanite woman had great faith because she understood worship. When most people would have sucked their thumb and said, he's insulted me. I can't believe he's not even answering. He doesn't even care about me. She said, no, 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 no. I'm just going to worship him because I know it's going to be okay. I'm in the presence of the Master. Peter, he was on the right track in Matthew chapter 14. He was on the right track. They were in the midst of a storm. And when Jesus came walking by, he looked and he said, If it's you, Lord, bid me to come upon the water. 14.28 And just like Luke 11.28, he said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And it said that Peter went down out of the ship. And we want to forget this part, but we shouldn't. He walked on the water, Brother Carl. Peter walked on the water. For the theologians out there that cannot explain it, it doesn't matter. It is what it is. It's written. Peter walked on the water. Now I realize that he saw the wind boisterous. It got his attention. And he began to sink and he cried out. But I want you to know that Peter had some substance. We can make fun of him. We can say what a, what a silly guy he is. And, and what a failure. And how hot-headed and how indifferent he is. And how he was so hot and so cold. Like all of us. But Peter walked on the water. And when he began to fall, he knew well enough to say, Lord, help me. Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. Save me. And immediately, my Bible says, immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him. He said, oh, ye of little faith. But Lord, I'm, I'm trying to make it grow. All the others stood there and didn't do anything. They just watched from the sidelines. Peter got out on the water. Jumped in. The definition of substance. One of the other definitions is substance is something that is combined. 
Something's mixed. Ingredients. And so, as I've already alluded to, faith, and quoted already, faith cometh by hearing. It's got to be things that create substance in my life. I cannot have faith or possess any faith that's pleasing to God if I have no substance. And I believe that substance is reading my Bible. Reading that thing. Why? Because the Bible's filled with faith. It's filled with encouragement. It's filled with, with instances where individuals went through something and God intervened when they began to trust Him. People like out of the book of, of, of Hebrews, chapter number 11, how that there would Noah, his substance was not that he said, I'm going to do something for you, God. It's that he went and built an ark. That was the substance. And Abraham left. And Abraham, Isaac, offered Isaac. It was the substance. Amen. Preaching. Attending church. Fasting. Spending time memorizing the Word of God. All of those things build up substance in our life. And if it's not, I've said once before, I think I was telling my wife the other day, I said, is it odd how some people grow so much faster than others. Anyone ever thought that? How come he's growing so much faster than me or she's growing so much? People grow based upon their availability. If we're available, we'll grow. Are we hungry? Are we, re- are we trying to, to take these things? We, it, faith is considered a fruit. So it's something that grows. It's something that's the result of. Not only are we giving it, or given it, but it's also something that becomes part of us. And I believe people grow at different rates because of their availability to God. If I'm available, if I'm allowing God to let me grow, if I'm willing to grow, Hit it. Come on. Right on the edge, exactly. Available. Available to fail, but available to get back up and grow and grow and be the one who he gave the keys to, the one who at the on the day of Pentecost began to preach. I realize there was others there with him, but Peter was the he was the focus point. He was one of the dynamic trio trio. Peter, James, and John, the pillars. Why? Because he was willing to step out in faith. Sometimes stepping out in faith is very lonely. But you're really not alone. 
That's when the Lord is closest to you. Closest to you. Closest to me. Substance. It's, it's not what we say, but it's what we do. It's how we put one foot in front of another. It's, it's when we're discouraged, Brother Tostin. And I, I've been praying, but I haven't felt God. Anybody ever been like that? I just didn't feel God. And I wondered, was He even there? And yet you still get up and you go to prayer meeting in the morning and you do it again. And you keep putting your tithes in the offering, in the offering plate. And you keep going to church. And you keep opening up your Bible. Substance. 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 It's not just an emotion. But it's something that's real. I wrote something this morning when I was, I was thinking about some things about God. And I just said, is faith just an emotion? No, it's not. Sometimes we feel faith. We feel it. In that we, we, just, we can talk about it and say, I, I anticip- I'm anticipating God doing something. I have an expectancy. I have a, a fevered emotion. There's a, there's a level of worship. There's a level of, of commitment in the atmosphere, in your own prayer life or group-wise. But that emotion, is that faith? No. I could say sometimes I feel God in this. But faith is when I don't feel anything. Because I walk by faith, not by sight or by feelings. And faith is when truly operating, when I don't feel it. But I know it. I know it. Because nothing is impossible. Because if God be for me, who can be against me? If the Lord is on my side, whom shall I fear? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Stay everywhere secure and safe. Jesus told Peter to get out of the boat, and the boat was rocking. The wind was blowing, and the violence of the storm was all around him. Peter still had the nerve to get out. I mean, when storms are happening, I want security. I'm staying in the boat, you know. Mm. Don't see him looking for his life vest or his, uh, what do they call them, little things? No, the... What are them boats on the side of the Titanic? Whatever the lifeboats. Nah, it's hard enough to get out of the boat when it's calm, but when it's a storm. Hmm. Where's our faith tonight? Let's stand. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. These altars are open tonight. God bless you.